0: Welcome to Now Tell Us. Now this is an episode that is an interesting episode. Now for you, for you who have, may not have seen Now Tell Us is a new show that uh, brings us stories. If you have a story to inspire or educate us, or a subject that you would like to highlight on this show, you're welcome. And today we have a guest with us who has an interesting story. And uh, I won't take much more time in this show, this is my second episode, and we'll see where this goes. And you are there for uh, for us to support us, to share this with your friends, and uh, bring the stories that we need to keep on sharing on this program. Thank you very much. And at this time, I'm going to welcome our very special guest today, who is known as Jeff Martinovich. Good
1: morning, sir. Good afternoon in Greece. Yes, uh, good morning. Where are you? I'm in Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah, beautiful. And
0: how is it there? What time is it? How is the weather?
1: Let's see. It's about 10 in the morning and it's pretty chilly today.
0: Mm, Okay. (laughs) Now, Welcome to Now Tell Us, and you're going to tell us uh, some stories. We are interested to hear some stories. Uh, We've been with you before. There is someone who may not see you as a new person on this platform, but we were discussing a book that you've written. But you have a bigger story than just a book, and this is why we have you on Now Tell Us. Uh, But... We we'll assume that we haven't seen you before, and you're going to tell us where you were born, where you, how you've grown, and what you do. And I'm sure we are going to have a great ride here. On now, tell us. And now it's your time to tell us. Welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you, Anthony. Well, um, I guess I do have a little bit of a different story that uh, I would hope most people do not go through. Yeah. Um, but it, But again you know as the book says you know we build our character and and we learn so much more during the troubling times during Mm -hmm. the challenges than we do during the easy life times Mm -hmm. Uh, so so it really kind of is a little bit of a blessing in disguise but uh in a in a real quick intro i uh i was a uh Uh, Grew up in Ohio in the United States, went into the military through the Air Force Academy, got into finance and an MBA at William & Mary, and was in the first Gulf War. But then I was able to get out and uh, start an investment company and through a lot of luck and a lot of hard work, was able to grow it to a billion-dollar business and 100 people and in 48 states and in five countries. and. And we had a lot of success uh, because, you know, I hired a lot of people much smarter than myself. You know, Mm. that's the trick. Yeah. And uh, when 2008 financial crisis arrived, that was just a really terrible time for everybody, of course. Um, But we made it through that. It, It was very challenging. But afterwards, the United States regulators went around and actually, a lot of people don't realize this, shut down about 2,000 what we call second tier investment firms, a little bit smaller, not the biggest firms on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And they would and they would you know allege all these nefarious dealings and uh, we we had an insurance company, a mortgage company, asset management, investment banking, but we also had three hedge funds. Mm-hmm. And that was the time when Bernie Madoff came out and that terrible story of losing 50 billion dollars, and so anything uh, anything named a hedge fund, you know, was instantly became the worst thing on planet Earth. And so the regulators uh, alleged that we mispriced one stock in one of our uh, hedge funds, which was like 0.2 percent of our assets. Mm-hmm. So not really even on our radar screen uh, and our fleet of attorneys and fleet of uh, CPAs and accountants all said that nobody had done anything wrong. And I knew none of our employees had done anything wrong, uh, do that. And so I had this time in my life that I had to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And um, my father always had taught me, do the right thing simply because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I had taught that to my son and uh, so you know, I we went back and forth about this and of course it's the scariest time of your life and I finally made a decision that if I don't stand up for what I believe in stand up for my people my company and myself during the hardest challenge of my life well then everything I had taught my own son would mean nothing mm-hmm. and uh so I decided I'm the only crazy person in the United States that rejected three separate plea offers from the federal government and decided to go to federal trial against the US government. Uh, Little did I know at the time that 98.5% of those end in convictions. Um, So we spent five weeks trying to teach the jury about hedge fund accounting and very meticulous type of uh, financial data and the prosecution was much smarter than us and they spent five weeks showing on the big screen in the courtroom every day pictures of my cars and my homes and all this uh, luxurious lifestyle as they called it mm-hmm. and i was a ghost and so it was no contest um and so i was convicted and sentenced to 14 years in federal prison mm. and so one day i'm running a billion dollar company and the next day, I'm convicted to 14 years. And of course, they take all your money and your reputation. And, you know, my name was taken down from the baseball stadium and all these things that we had funded in our community and all these charities. Um, it goes away overnight. And of mm-hmm. course, my family and everything. So I was sentenced uh, into federal prison and I. I went not to those kind of nicer camps that you see on TV, but to a very violent uh, facility in New Jersey in the United States. And uh, I had a choice, you know, I had a choice was to give up Mm -hmm. and and lie on my metal bunk for 14 years, or I could try to reveal the truth, try to fight, try to get back and try to fix this. Not only for me, but for our shareholders, our employees, our charities, everybody who was hurt through this terrible process. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I took a job in the prison law library and I started helping 300 other inmates with their cases. Mm-hmm. And uh, by a lot of luck, again, I was able to teach myself uh, federal criminal law, very little and, but by, Uh, sending in over 500 motions and actions using a number two pencil and a manual typewriter, I was able to have the decisions reversed twice. And two federal judges were removed from my case. And then I finally made it home. The bad part is it took me seven years to accomplish all this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I finally made it home about two years ago. And uh and then since that moment I've been rebuilding our lives and a whole long list of miracles have happened to me since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but it's been quite a journey. Whoa, that's
0: quite a story. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a story.
1: You don't get well, that every day. It,
0: it, yeah, yeah, oh, sure you don't get that every day. From a CEO and, and not only down, but uh, you go below, I mean, We've heard of stories who have been up there and they've come right down. But when you're talking of someone who's been there, come down, but then went under, going into a prison from a CEO, that's not everything you hear. I mean, it's not, you don't hear that every single day. So it's quite a I do.
1: I uh, describe, I describe mm-hmm. that part as being at the bottom of the ocean mm-hmm. and looking up and thinking, you'll never make it back up to the top because it, it just seems so hopeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. for many people, it could be hopeless. And for many people, that could be a point of giving up and uh, just doing some bad, uh, I mean, taking on some bad habits and uh, maybe taking some bad actions that uh, could uh, turn you into uh, in I I'm, mean I'm that could make you ex- extinct from the face of the earth right uh, correct. You, you chose the correct path and you came up here to tell us a story that you've been through that could inspire someone out there. Now you mentioned something of when you were in prison and uh, the actions that you took you took a chance and the opportunity to help
1: someone out. I like that. Right. It's uh, it's it is so true about the laws of attraction mm-hmm. and how when we serve others, you know, not only are we hopefully doing the right thing, but it can come back to us a 100 times over. Yeah. And, and yes, that's that's really how it happened. I I started helping out all these other inmates, so many of them mm. that had never had any resources and didn't have anybody to help them. And you know, we found out there was just so many problems and so many wrong things that happened. Mm-hmm. So we started filing new motions, trying to help them. And I learned how to do it all by helping them. And, and again, in, the, in this environment, you have very small percentage of success, but we did get a couple little lucky breaks, a couple success to help these people. And um, <clears throat> by doing that, I really learned the law and uh, much more than I ever wanted to. Um, And I learned what had happened to me. And and I learned all these things from being a CEO to being where I was that, boy, I wish I would have known all that ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of speaking and consulting right now for CEOs and business owners and entrepreneurs about man, here's the 42 mistakes that I made, mm. you know, let me help you not make those mistakes on the way up, mm. and uh, let me help you if, if somebody comes knocking on your door tomorrow, you know, let me tell you, here's here's all the mistakes I made then also, because mm. the one thing that we see in the world is, you know, these kinds of things can happen to anyone,
0: yeah. any
1: day, and so I was very naive uh, to do that, but by helping these other inmates and and there's some incredible perceptions and misperceptions and conceptions that you learn uh through life Um, but when you sit down with these other people in that situation you know it's a very rewarding path Mm. uh, to help them but yes i was then able to send in in over 500 motions myself and again 99.9 percent of those were denied were rejected. And so uh you have to I would give myself one day to pout and be depressed and have despair mm-hmm. and lie on my metal bunk. But then the next day, you know, we had to get up and put one foot in front of the each other and do it again.
0: Mm. You know, I liken your story to a story I very much love from the Bible called uh, the story of Joseph. And uh, sure, the very, the very best part I like is that, uh, and this is something that I've said before, that if you want your dream to come true, you've got to be out there helping other people's dreams become a reality. Now, the, 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 the point where Joseph helped uh, interpret the dreams of the baker and the, right. <laughs> and, and the wine uh, tester, uh, that's the point that his destiny was uh, was written. I mean, he came out from the story that was told to the king from the from, from the wine tester. But yes. so his dream of being free became a reality because he helped other people achieve their own dreams. So when you were there, you are helping other people see the freedom that you were yearning at some point. Then finally you got your freedom out.
1: That's that's exactly right. And and you know, the other half of that is saying yes. You know, you you have to take every opportunity. I, I always tell my companies that I work with, you know, when somebody calls you up for lunch, say yes. When when you have an opportunity to do this, just keep saying yes. Because you never know what's going to be that moment Joseph you know, was creating all these new relationships and taking advantage mm-hmm. of the opportunities that the universe presents to us. Mm-hmm. And so many times we're scared or out of fear or we get lazy and we don't say yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is the key because especially in the legal world, in you never know what's going to work. It's yeah. always the thing that they... The attorneys, I'll tell you, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. That, But it was the things they said wouldn't work that did work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to try everything. One thing I would do um, to stay ahead of the depression and the fear was, was I, I got a game plan. <clears throat> Every day gets stronger. Yeah, and, and I wanted to get stronger in three different ways. Mm-hmm. Physically, intellectually, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And of course, physically, in that environment, uh, you need to be as strong as possible to, to um, ensure that you're safe. But also, as you know, physically gives us the serotonin and the endorphins, mm-hmm. and the dopamine, which helps us be positive, and which helps us keep going. So it's mm-hmm. it's all interconnected. And intellectually, I knew I didn't know anything about what I was trying to tackle. So I did get smarter every day. And of course, um, we adopted some Siddha Yoga and some meditation and all these other tools to try to keep the mind focused and keep despair out of the way. So I knew if I just did that every day, if I got stronger physically, intellectually and emotionally, hey, I may not save the world tomorrow, may not save myself, but it's going to be better than it was yesterday. Mm. And if we can just incrementally get stronger every day, eventually it's all going to be okay. That was the theme.
0: Mm. Every day, get stronger. Yes. Now that's a good motto for me to remember that every single day I've got to get (laughs) stronger. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And we say that... uh, uh, we are not competing to be the best, but every single day we are looking forward to be a better person today than we were yesterday, in order that we may have the best of tomorrow.
1: Correct. You know, when it, and it has to be has to be tangible. Mm. It has to be real. It can't just be just hope. Yeah, and just inspiration. You mm-hmm. know, we've got to make a game plan, and we've got to check those items off our list. Mm-hmm. In running a corporation, or in trying to save our lives, you know, we have to have tangible, exact things that we get accomplished every day. We got to have that checklist, and then at the end of the day, we have to believe in some grand design. Mm-hmm. We have to believe in the universe that hey, if I do all these things, eventually I'm going to be okay. I'm a big believer of God helps those who help themselves. Mm-hmm. I love your story in your book about the donkey who mm. is in the hole and they keep throwing the dirt in and he keeps stepping on it and stepping on it till eventually he's out. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite parables. Uh, and, and I believe that's the truth. So so to get through these, these existential challenges Mm. we have to believe in something whatever that may be and that's the choice of whomever um but we have to that's how we have hope Mm. if we have a game plan and we have hope we know it it might not happen tomorrow and of course we know also uh we pray in our time but god answers our prayers in his time yeah so Never happens. So I teach uh the people that I help through these time periods. I teach them that hey, this is gonna be a hundred times harder than you could ever imagine it's gonna be. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna take 10 times longer than you think it will. Um, and that's kind of unfortunately that's how it works. Mm -hmm. But again, that's the key. If we can stay focused and stay strong, eventually it's gonna be okay. Mm, Beautiful.
0: And if I may ask you, if you would be willing to drive us into that, what you teach others, and you mentioned about the mistakes, what are some of those great mistakes that every person out there, uh, not, uh, I mean, not dependent on whatever they, I mean, with whatever that they do in their own life, what is the basic mistake? some of the basic mistakes that you would like us to avoid? Well,
1: I've made so many. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll try to give us just a few. But on the way up in building the company, um, I was always a big fan of Jack Welch, the famous CEO of uh, General Electric. Mm -hmm. And he's a big teacher of hire A players and shower them with love, train the Bs to become As, and release the Cs. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would always teach that with the companies that I work with but unfortunately I'm a I'm a person who very rarely listens to my own advice <laughs> and, and so we would have situations where I would have people working in our companies that w- weren't really meeting the grade and I kept them on for periods of time and periods of time just you know because you want everybody to love you you want everybody to be happy and really that's where, some of these problems actually you know began and emanated from so so i should have been a stronger leader Mm -hmm. and and remove the people from the company that needed to be removed but it all went based on i was very naive about you know when the government walks knocks on your door or the regulators i was always of the viewpoint hey you know we're trying to save the world and you know, we, we could save the world better with a billion dollars than without yeah. it. And so I never really understood the peril that I was facing. So I help business leaders uh, in the States right now understand that when you become very successful, you become a target. Mm-hmm. And and it's not really, you know, politically correct to talk about that way today in the world, you know, um, but very successful people become targets and the, they need to be very sensitive to everything that's done in the, work, in the company, in the organization. They have to understand that every single phone call, voicemail, text message, email, mm-hmm. one day be in front of not only regulators and prosecutors, but a jury of their peers. And so it's this very unfortunate, you know, world of, of being much more prudent um not to hopefully not all the way to cynical but i try to help our clients understand the perils of running a successful organization and be much stronger in about how the company and their assets are protected and much stronger about making sure all the policies and procedures are in place for when they knock on your front door
0: hmm. now you talk about uh I mean, those, the, the, the emails, the, anything that goes out there, the videos that go out there. And, and at this point, I, you brought it back to me that there's something going on today on the internet that is very vibrant, <laughs> of uh, one famous actor slapping a comedian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> slapping night. a comedian. Now, yeah. because of a bad joke, and uh, as i'm reading it they are talking about a joke that happened yesterday but the, the people are very quick to go back some uh, five years back seven about seven years back and draw a bad joke that was drawn uh, was was thrown out there by the same comedian to the same uh, recipient and yes uh, wow now we are talking of yesterday we are not talking about <laughs> so, i know out there in the internet, people are able to go back and draw things that you could not have imagined. And Not right. only that, even in companies, in organizations, any little thing that you do today could be a, a big, could play a very big impact in your right. organization tomorrow.
1: That's exactly right. And I know when we went through this, we had to submit like 188,000 emails to be reviewed. And people don't realize that that will happen. Now, I was also scared to death because um, you'll read in the Wall Street Journal many times, you know, this terrible email that some investment banker said because, you know, they don't realize they're making jokes and all those things. So I was scared to death that there would be some smoking gun email that makes us look terrible. Now, fortunately, there never was. Okay. Um, but, but you're right. People don't realize. People today will send an email, send a text, send a joke, whatever, and they have no idea that that will show up somewhere mm. down the road. So, so we do teach our clients, you know, first of all, you know, do no harm. Don't uh, don't do silly things like that um, because because that will eventually show up.
0: Mm. Yeah, it will. It will. So you better be careful what you do today because it can influence and affect your tomorrow. Although. Although the mistakes that we make, we still have to keep on going. Jeff made many, many mistakes, but uh, he still lives on and he's he has got a bright smile on his face and he's moving on.
1: Well, I think that's the key. And, and certainly when, when there were so many people that got hurt when our golden goose was shut down, mm-hmm. uh, that normally... Um, you know, you have this great shame and regret and guilt, um, which which of course I have gone through all those many steps. Um, but at some point, I think I learned in the sports and in the military that, you know, you have to fix the problem, mm-hmm. depressed, showing regret, shame, guilt, all those kinds of things. Um, but at some point you have to fix it. You have to find the solution. Mm-hmm. And, the dichotomy is if you don't try to save yourself and make you as strong as possible and get out of bed every morning you're not going to have the strength or the courage to fix it because you're so you're living in fear mm-hmm. and you're running away mm-hmm. and so at some point one of my favorite commercials is a Marine Corps commercial that always says which way would you run Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's what it's about. So listen, you know, I, I may look like I have a lot of energy and happiness today. um, But there's many mornings, you know, that certainly I've had to slap myself to, you know, put one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. And I've been incredibly fortunate for my and beautiful wife and family that have supported me and this great circle of friends and business associates that have hung with me and supported me this whole way. So mm. I'm incredibly lucky. But I think I think the key is I also try to help others deal with living in an environment where nothing makes sense to you. When you go through these black swans where the whole world gets turned upside down, what you thought was true is false. What you thought was reality is not. Mm -hmm. And you have to build an inner core that you can function and try to be successful in an environment where all the rules have changed on you. What I believe the system was about what I believed, how truth and false worked, went like this. Mm. And so everything I believed in got turned upside down. And so you have to say, hey, the rules of the game are different now. What I thought was right is possibly not. And now I have to try to win at a new game. Mm. And so it's, it's a very weird dynamic that a lot of people get frozen, they get paralyzed by that fear. And so we have to expand our brain to say, whether I think it's right or not, these are the rules I'm playing in now. And mm. the only way I'm gonna to try to w- be able to win is if I adapt myself to play in that environment. And so mm. that's a that's a big metamorphosis for a lot of people. And that's what also I try to help people see the world for what it is today, not what you thought it was, and that's the only way we can win that game.
0: Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Now you go into prison seven years, and then you come out, but you're not quite out, right? So, how is that?
1: It's it's a weird way to live. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a weird way to live where you know, certainly we believe the goal is to people that come out to have a job, rebuild their families, do all these things, uh, pay taxes, you know, build, make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, um, so much of the system is designed to just put you back in. And so it's it's very difficult to have the get the job it's very difficult to get a driver's license it's very difficult um, you people call you all day and all night checking in you if you miss a phone call all these terrible things that i I've, I've experienced through this process it's we call we say it's about rehabilitation for these individuals that have gone through this but there is zero rehabilitation and so, certainly, one of my life works moving forward is to not only make you know my own situation a lot better, but also to try to help reform that system. And I know it's you know, been going on forever, but it truly is designed and implemented not to help people rebuild, do all these great things. And so. What, what the system doesn't understand is the exponential effect of just one person being out, doing great things, the family, the exponential effect of making a dollar, then the store down the street makes more money, then, the, and then their children go to school, that all of these exponential things that can happen in a positive environment. So it, it's a very strange way. I am incredibly fortunate to be out, Mm -hmm. to be here. People have been so good to me. And so I'm going to try to pay that forward and help the system get better and better at accomplishing the objective. Because whatever political view we come from, um, whatever religious view we come from, still, to achieve the objective, the system must be designed to accomplish the end goal. Mm. and and so many things are in place that accomplish the opposite. So regardless of how we believe in it, it's our dollars at work and our society at work, so we should try to achieve you know, the end result. So mm-hmm. there's a ton of work to do, and I'm a very small part of that, but I'm certainly going to give an incredible amount of effort into helping those people that are working to make it a better, more productive type of system.
0: Mm, That's good. Good good work. Good job. Keep on pushing. Now, when I talk of uh, coming out and not being really out, I understand that when you came out of prison, you are yet still in home confinement. Correct. For how long?
1: Well, for me, it was a total of about five years. Um, So I have a few years left if no changes happen. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping some good changes will happen. So it can, but but yes, it could be for an entire time of uh, five years. Oh,
0: that's beautiful. Because and the way I, the reason I say beautiful is that I, I cannot imagine you're so fired up, and you're talking of achievements that you're making. And anybody could have thought that now, since you're teaching people out there. And if I had right, you already have a
1: company running, but from home. We do. We have many many projects in the works. <laughs> uh, I was very I was very fortunate that uh, uh, the, d- the day after I came home, many of my previous friends and business associates came and said, "Oh my gosh, we got this, this and this, you know we need to work on together. And, and that's one thing to where you know most people coming out, do not have those resources mm-hmm. and don't have that support. Mm-hmm. So that's where I I would love to to be able to implement more for more for them because again at the end everybody wins. Yeah, it's it's just crazy not to do that. Um, so yes, my family, my, my adult son works with me every day now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, the one story uh, I think you know is that. Uh, um, even at my incredibly advanced age, we have a brand new baby, little Carly, who's six months old. Yeah. I mean, all these incredible things have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, it, it takes a village and there's a lot of people that have helped me. And, you know, at the end of the day, we got to get up early and we've got to be positive and we've got to just do as much as we can to make it this much better tomorrow. And again, when you look back, it's hard to believe all this has been accomplished.
0: Oh, quite a story. (laughs) And there's a part, I don't know how comfortable you are talking about it, that uh, now you're out of prison, you are in home confinement and then back to prison. Right. Tell us a bit about that.
1: That story, uh, real quick on that was, yes, one night and this has been in many papers so i can speak of it but one night i missed a as phone call.
0: As comfortable. yeah
1: it's been in been in a couple national uh magazines mm-hmm. but uh, one night i missed a phone call a check-in phone call totally my fault um and the uh the cable had gone we have to have a landline for the phone system and the cable had gone out you know which it periodically does and i missed a phone call And uh, although my ankle monitor said I was at home the entire night, Mm -hmm. all these things happened because I missed the phone call and they ended up sending me back to prison. Uh, So I had been home about a year. Um, My wife Ashley was pregnant with our new baby girl and all of a sudden everything blew up again and I was back. And then again, uh, by another miracle, these companies that I work with and uh, fortunately we had done real well for them (laughs) over the last year rallied the troops and a whole bunch of people came to my rescue came to our rescue and after uh, two months of uh, traveling around the country and going to five different jails in Oklahoma and Mississippi um, they reversed that decision and sent me back but otherwise I would have been back in prison for like four more years so just you know missing that phone call can be a terrible tragedy happen all over and and that's why you know these people live in a lot of fear because you just never know every day you know what might happen you might make a mistake you might miss a phone call these kinds of things so we're trying to again help make the system better where it's really designed um, to help these people move on and be very value-added to their communities. But yes, that was a terrible, terrible eight weeks. Um, I was terrified again. But but again, um, the universe intervened mm-hmm. and, uh, and we made it back home.
0: Mm. And we hope we don't make another mistake soon. And if that does not happen, which I believe will not, when do we expect you to have freely moving around so that I can get and many other people can get the opportunity to meet you?
1: Well, that would be it. So uh it will like we have about two more years of this but but I think I'm I'm pretty hopeful that uh, there will be some changes and there'll be some fixes that uh, we it can be sooner than later um, and so yes, that's true i I've never been to Athens, Greece, so I would love <laughs> to be there. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I'm able to travel around and go to work during the day, um, and and they treat me very well. So I, I'm very fortunate. So we're we're getting a lot accomplished right now, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're just trying to keep doing more and more each day. Oh,
0: that's beautiful.
1: <clears throat>
0: I like the fact, this one fact, that you're so passionate about talking. Of a zero point one success
1: rate.
0: <laughs> yeah, give us a, give us more insight into that. Zero point one percent success rate. It's terrible. I'm excited about it. Now, most of us want to have a hundred percent success, or right. at most eighty percent success rate. But you're talking about a zero point one success rate.
1: Right. When when you're when you're Doing all these um, legal motions and trying to fix your situation. Each time you get a response back from the courts, it's denied, denied, denied. And you know, maybe an analogy is when a writer is writing a book and they're sending it out for a publisher. You know, there's these million denials. Mm-hmm. I was a rookie stockbroker uh, many, many, many years ago, and I, you know, I remember just all the denial and the rejection. Uh, And I think that actually helped prepare me uh, for these times. But you know, the people in sales, the people that accomplish incredible things, you know, they they have so many failures and so many denials. And especially when, you know, the percentage is so high. Um, My key was, as I kind of mentioned, I'd give myself one day to pout, (laughs) be upset, be angry, have despair, be depressed. And then tomorrow we got to put that behind us and go again. Mm -hmm. Um, Coach K, the great uh, coach of the Duke Blue Devils basketball team, now in the final four, you know, he he says, next play, next play. To your mistake, let's go. You got to put it out of your brain and go next. And I have a chapter in in my book called on brain compartmentalization, as I Mm. call it. You've got to take all that fear and rejection, and you got to put it over here. And it's the only way that you can carve off enough of your brain during the day to be productive and to be aggressive and be assertive and do all those hard A items on your checklist. Because if not, this all bleeds over, and you're scared all day, and you have fear, and you have guilt, and you have regret, and it controls our life, as we know. Mm. Um, But you're right. Some goals are, you know, there's such a low percentage chance and everybody's going to tell you it's impossible. Mm -hmm. As you know, I had people for 10 years telling me this is impossible, impossible, impossible. You can't do this. Can't do this. And by a miracle we did. Uh, So so now we're going to take all those disadvantages and turn them into advantages. Mm. I would have never got to meet Anthony if I had never been through this terrible story. Mm -hmm. And so I really believe that not only can we survive, but we can then thrive because of the terrible journey we've been on.
0: Mm. Oh, beautiful.
1: And you
0: talked about something you've written in your book. Now, for those of us who may not be aware that you've written a book tell us about your book uh, two minutes
1: um our last uh, published book is uh, just one more mm-hmm. the wisdom of Bob vukovich and it's uh, it's on Amazon books mostly and uh, my website is www.jeffmartinovich.com where access to all those things but Bob is Bob is a uh, is a mentor. And he you know I'm always asked like, is Bob a real guy uh, but Bob's really an amalgamation of so many mentors that I was fortunate to have in the military and sports and in business. And Bob takes young Cole Johnson under his wing at the Bistro uh, happy hours every week and he teaches them life lessons mm-hmm. and, and some tangible, some intangible. And uh, in parallel, there's a parable about Bob's life going on. And, and for we could see Bob was at the top of the mountain and, and then he was in the darkest, deepest valley. Um, and so while he's helping young Cole learn all these things in life, the question is, is Bob gonna maybe learn more and, and learn enough to get back into that competitive game of life? Mm. And, and as you know, many times, the the teacher learns more than the student, uh, and so it's it's a it's all these life lessons and um, helpful tips for for actionable takeaways for our reader. And I I've been so the readers have been so kind with the reviews, and and it's funny to see like about half of the people love all the lessons and the takeaways, and then the other half of the people focus on the story mm-hmm. and. And they get to love Bob Vukovich by the end. Um, so we've been so fortunate with that. And uh, we have a couple other books uh, in the series that are in uh, production right now. And so hope to keep helping people with those stories.
0: So at what point did you start writing? And at what point was uh, just one more written? I think we have an issue with your internet but it's okay we keep on moving we keep on going so for those of you who are tuning in right now we are on now tellers show with Anthony and our guest is Jeff Martinovich and we really want to appreciate each and every one of you who's been watching live we have Andy Charles Andy Charles, thank you very much. The teacher learns more than the student. Yes, indeed, uh, those are words by Jeff Martinovich. And uh, you say that's what uh, a great experience. It brings hope, Jeff, and thanks. That's what uh, Andy says. Balazi Baraza, thank you very much for the thumbs up. We appreciate And every other person who may be watching us live, but you've not commented, we appreciate you those of you who may get to watch us later on uh, with the recorded version of this we really appreciate and uh, we've been having jeff on our show on now tell us show if you have a story that you'd like us to share on our website or or on our show you're welcome to send us uh, some requests and we'll see if it is a good fit for our show and remember to share this show with all your friends And what a show, what a great guest we've had today, Jeff Martinovich, who's uh, shared with us some insight, a great story of his life, and giving us hope of a tomorrow. Despite anything that you may be going through in your life, the challenges, the troubles that you face, you can always have a beautiful tomorrow. And you don't have to uh, uh, be least productive because you are in a dark place. If you're in prison, you can still come out shining. If you're in uh, somewhere, like I use this analogy of a seed, if you find yourself below the ground in a dumpy place, that's a point of you growing your roots and coming out shining again. And that's exactly what Jeff shared with us before his internet went off or got interrupted in a way so don't lose hope don't give up keep on going and uh, we have back with us jeff sorry for that interruption (laughs) and we can't hear you i think your mic is off but uh, we've been appreciating every other person who's been watching us anytime that you have the opportunity to speak say yes so that we can hear you oh we can't hear you yet and um yes check again on the microphone. Okay, you can go out and come in again, and then we will see if it's going to work so that we can wind up the show. So you have that opportunity. Go out and come back again, okay. So this is what I was saying. The purpose of doing this show is to inspire you, encourage you, or educate you in a way, and Jeff has been great at that. Can you hear, can you speak now, Jeff? we still can't hear you unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately check on your audio settings go on settings and check on audio there's a settings uh, tab down there check on that and tap on audio uh, change the default one and uh, it may give you the option to speak Can you try? We can't hear you, and as you keep on trying, you can keep on speaking. Uh, Meanwhile, um, I've been reading some comments, you can hear us, uh, Jeff, but you'll hear them once you replay the thing once we are off. And uh, we've been having some live viewership, we appreciate all those who've watched us live, and uh, we appreciate those who are going to watch the recorded version of this uh, show, and uh, this has been Now Tellers, and our guest has been Jeff Martinovich. I think, I think, because there's always a reason for something, I think this has occurred so that we can have you back for a second episode another day. (laughs) So at this point, because uh, it's been a challenge to bring Jeff back on air, we are going to end this show, but Jeff, you shared with us so much that is so inspiring and so beneficial to every viewer of our episode. So we really appreciate you very, very, very much. And uh, we are looking forward for the next episode sometime in the near future. Thank you very much. And to the viewers, bye for now. And thank you for watching. God bless.